Shalom, this is Rabbi Brian. If these podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you consider sponsoring a child at our orphanage in Haiti? Our orphanage is called Beth Chesed, which means House of Kindness in Hebrew. We care for about 40 children. We feed them, shelter them, educate them, and of course teach them about our Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah. Visit www.bethchesed.org. That's www.bethchesed.org to sponsor a child or give a tax-deductible donation. I appreciate you considering it. Now enjoy this podcast recorded at our Mishkan David Shabbat service in Rhode Island. Shalom. I have a topic today. It's, 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 it's a serious topic. I, I confess it. I'm a little uncomfortable sharing it. I shouldn't be uncomfortable sharing it because I truly, truly believe that the, this topic, this principle is truly from heaven. It's truly from the heart of God. It is, a, it is a godly kingdom principle that is so very important, but sometimes so very neglected. I believe it's a foundational component of kingdom living, and it speaks to the actual nature of God himself, and it's a basic tenet of what he desires from us, his people. I believe if we fail to understand or respect this godly principle, we can potentially fail to reach the fullness of what God has for us in our spiritual walks, even in our natural walks. So the topic for today is, and I'll tell it in advance and give you time to run, (laughs) submission to authority. It's not an easy topic to discuss. I know many of us have been wounded by authority, by bosses, by pastors, by governmental officials who have abused their positions of authority, yet the Bible is by no means silent on this subject. God has much to say about submission to authority. If I can be so bold, I believe that if we don't respect God's principle of submission, then God can permit Satan into our lives to sift us like wheat, as it says. If I can be so bold, I believe that many suffer in health, in finance, in marriage, because this one kingdom principle is not taken seriously. In fact, How can we ever expect demons to obey us when we can't obey the earthly authorities that God has placed above us? If we're not faithful to submit to our present overseers, how can we ever expect to be promoted or given greater authority in the kingdom? This topic is crucial for our growth, both in the spirit and in the natural. It's foundational. It might be uncomfortable, but it is worthy for me to teach on this. And I assure you up front, my family, this is not directed at anybody. I assure you of that. I'm speaking in general. I know pastors sometimes covertly preach to people in their sermons. I guarantee you I am not doing that. Some general truths about submission. There is submission in the nature of God himself. Yeshua was submissive. John 6.38 says, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. 
even unto death, Yeshua submitted to the will of his father. Submission doesn't mean blind obedience. This is important. And let me explain. If your authority is telling you to do something illegal, unbiblical, or unethical, you're commanded to refuse. Let me repeat that. If your authority is telling you to do something illegal, unbiblical, or unethical, you are commanded to refuse, period. And when I say unbiblical, I'm talking only about the weightier matters of the law. I'm not talking about lesser matters like food and drink or Shabbat. Let me clarify. If your boss tells you to steal, you are obligated to refuse. If your boss tells you to work on Saturday, let your conscience dictate you are under grace in these matters. Do you understand? You don't need to submit to abuse. This might even be against scripture a little bit. Yeshua submitted unto death, but as a rabbi, I must say, if you are in an abusive situation, home, job, I tell you that you have a right to change your situation. Now, while submission doesn't mean submitting to abuse or submitting to things that are illegal, this is very important, it does mean submitting to doing things you don't want to do or things you disagree with. This is critical. If submission to authority only meant submitting to what you agree with or submitting to what you want to do, then it's really not submission because you're submitting to your own will. Your own will happens to be in alignment with your authorities. Submission, by definition, which is what makes it a little hard, is submitting to do things that you don't agree with, and it's submitting to do things that you don't want to do. Submitting to human authority is God's way. It's God's remedy of killing our spirit of pride and teaching us humility. In speaking of submission to human authorities, Scripture several times uses the term as unto the Lord. This means... When your human authority tells you to do something, treat it as if the Lord himself told you to do it. That is what it means to submit as unto the Lord. So what does it mean to be unsubmissive? What does it mean to be unsubmissive, to have unsubmission? The definition of unsubmission is intentional Rebellion, intentional defiance. Your authority tells you to do X, you do Y in defiance. Your authority tells you not to do something, you do it anyway in defiance. That is the definition of being unsubmissive. It's being rebellious. And when the prophet Samuel rebuked King Saul, he said in Scripture, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. 
and insubordination, and insubordination is iniquity and idolatry. So if there is a rebellious spirit at work within you, it is a spirit of witchcraft. We live in a society where submission is frowned upon and rebellion is glorified. What rebellion is not? It is not rebellious to disagree with your human authority or even to challenge or correct your human authority. That is just holy and honest communication. That is not rebellion. Leaders cannot be above reproach. Leaders cannot be above correction. It is not rebellion to go to your leader, your human authority, and say, I don't agree with your decision. That is not rebellion. That is communication, and that is how iron sharpens iron. It is not rebellious to just quit or step down. It's not submissive, but it's not rebellious. If your authority, authority tells you X and you strongly disagree, you can quit. You can leave your job. You can leave your congregation. You can leave your post. You are free in Messiah. It's not rebellion to quit, but it's not submissive. And I submit to you that too many people walk away or step down too easily because their pride is wounded and they miss the growth opportunity that the Lord is providing if they would stick it out. In this teaching, we're going to discuss four areas of submission. None will be comfortable. Submission in the home. Submission to bosses. Submission to government. Submission in the congregation. And please know that I bring this forward humbly. Please know that I bring this forward as a man under submission myself. And I bring this forward as a man who has failed the test of submission many times. Submission in the home. So our learning to submit starts when we are children by submitting to mama and papa. Ephesians 6.1, children, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Sometimes we as adults have trouble submitting because we were either allowed to be rebellious without discipline or because our parents were abusive and we've developed a contempt or a fear of authority. God wants to heal that. Let me give a little personal example of submission. Um, children submitting to parents uh, when Rabbi Peter and Lisa went to Haiti, there was none more upset about this than their own son, Gabe. Gabe was a teen. He was just coming into his own. He was just getting a girlfriend. He was getting more popular. He was becoming less nerdy. Sorry, Gabe, if you're listening. He was just fine. You know, right? He was just finding himself, but now he was being ripped from school, ripped from his friends, ripped from his girlfriend, and placed in a foreign, impoverished land, and Gabe did not want to go. And I felt really bad for Gabe, 
And I used to tell Gabe in secret, you know, Gabe, maybe you could stay with us. You know, Gabe, you don't really have to go. Really? Okay, there you go. You know, maybe, Gabe, I could talk to mom and dad. Maybe they'll let you stay. One day, Gabe posted on Facebook in all capital letters, I don't want to go to Haiti! And then somebody that goes to our congregation, who shall remain nameless, but his name rhymes with schmish-packed, responded wisely to him on Facebook. And Chris said, Gabe, submit to your parents. It may not seem like a good idea, but it will. And you'll be glad you did. And I was convicted. I, was, I thought I was helping Gabe, but I was teaching him rebellion. Gabe was underage. He was a teenager. The best advice was to submit. Continuing on with submission in the home, Ephesians 5, 22 and 23. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Messiah is the head of the congregation. This is a spiritual reality that the husband is the head of the wife. There is a kind of a universalist type of spirit in the world that frowns on this, calls it sexist, calls it misogynistic, calls it antiquated, calls it patriarchal. But it's a spiritual reality that the husband is the head of, of the wife. Please remember that the same guy that wrote there is no male or female in Messiah is the same dude that wrote the husband is the head of the wife. It is important to say that even though this is a spiritual reality, it manifests differently in every home. You cannot define what this looks like through a set of rules. There are homes where the wife is the more dominant personality. There are homes where the wife is the primary decision maker. There are homes where the wife is even the primary breadwinner. These are common situations. Every home is unique. Every marriage is unique. But the spiritual reality of the husband being the head remains. It has nothing to do with how it manifests. I will just leave you to search if there is a spirit of rebellion at work. And I believe that marriage may not reach their potential in the Lord when this reality, the spiritual reality of man being the head, is either disregarded or abused. And I know it is abused. Remember, Scripture does not only direct the woman in this regard. It directs the man very strongly. Husbands, love your wives as Messiah loves the congregation and gave himself up for her. Husbands, present your wife as sanctified, as cleansed, as glorious, without spot or wrinkle. They don't need no wrinkle cream. Present them always, men, as holy and blameless. To summarize this with my own words and my own convictions, wives, 
Submit to your husbands as they are Yeshua in your home. Husbands, lift up your wives, give up your life for them, and listen to your wives, men. They are the Ruach in your home, the Holy Spirit in your home. Marriage is the greatest earthly reflection of our relationship with Yeshua, and that is why I am passionate about it. And it breaks my heart when couples in the Lord can't meet in the middle and recognize the gift that they have in each other. Remember, couples, God gives us opposites as spouses for a reason not to just butt heads with, but to complete us. Submission to bosses and overseers, any overseer, jail warden, landlord, military commander, anybody that's over you like a boss or an overseer. Let me give a light personal example. When Susie's um, had her first album, when she made her first of three CDs, it was paid for by an executive producer. We didn't have to pay a dime. He bought and paid for the whole thing. But he didn't do it just out of the kindness of his heart. He was a businessman. He wanted to sell Sue's music as product, which meant that Sue had to submit to his wishes. Now, I assure you, artists, if you create something artistic, there's a little bit of ego attached to that creation. So Susie goes into the studio, and the, the producer was named Margaret Becker. Some of you may, have, may remember Margaret Becker. She was a popular Christian artist in the 80s. She was the producer. She ripped up Susie's songs. Okay, we're going to take out that verse. All right, we're going to change the melody over here. We're going to change these words to make them better. It, it was so drastic, some of the changes, that our friends who got to know those songs already were ticked off. How dare she make those changes? But Susie said, and I'll never forget it, she never got defensive. You know what Susie said? These songs are not mine. They belong to God. He could do whatever he wants with them. In other words, she submitted to the overseers who were in charge of this project. Even her songs, which were very personal, she submitted unto God. She's a saint. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 5 through 7, Servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in the sincerity of your heart as to, as to the Messiah, as if they are the Lord. Not by way of eye service or men pleasers, but as servants of Messiah, doing the will of God from the heart, with goodwill render service as unto the Lord, as if it's the Lord telling you to do these things, not unto man. Now again, you don't have to submit to abuse, and you certainly cannot submit to direction to do illegal things. But it doesn't mean that if your boss isn't nice that you don't have to submit. Your boss could be a real meanie, but you still should submit. Hagar had to submit to Sarah. Genesis 16.6, Sarai treated her harshly and she fled. Genesis 16.9, the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. 
First Peter 2, 18, listen, servants, be submissive to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are crooked. I repeat, sometimes we need to submit to overseers that are not nice and are telling us to do things that we would rather not do. Remember, use illegal, unbiblical, immoral as your barometer. I assure you the soldier who's told to wake up at four in the morning and run 10 miles does not want to do it. But the soldier is learning submission through the experience and recognizing that there is someone greater than himself. Submit to your supervisor's family and God will bless you for that and will give you more authority. Submission to government. I warned you up front, this isn't going to be easy. Romans 13, 1 and 2, every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. Romans 13, 1 and 2. This means that God set up Donald Trump to be president. And he set up Barack Obama equally, and I am always reminded by the Holy Spirit to be careful to not speak evil against either. Whether you think Trump is the most corrupt politician or Hillary Clinton is the most corrupt politician, I assure you that neither compare to Rome. Let me put it this way. Yeshua was not the first Jew to be nailed to a cross as a public spectacle, and he wasn't the last. Rome was a corrupt and murderous occupier. Yet Yeshua's words to an, an oppressed, oppressed and angry Judean populace were simple and life-giving. Don't be afraid of him who can only take your life. Pray for your persecutors. Love your enemies. Carry their packs an extra mile if you have to. When Paul wrote his letter to the Ephesians, Nero was the emperor of Rome. Nero was a brutal and vicious dictator. Amazingly, it was in that oppressive environment that Paul wrote his words to submit. Here's an example from Yeshua himself regarding submission to government. It is about taxes. Now, I know there are folks here that believe in lowering taxes. And I know there are folks here that believe we can raise taxes to increase social programs to the needy. Those are your views as Americans. But what does the kingdom say? Of taxes, Yeshua said only one thing, give to Caesar what belongs to him, period. Submit. In other words, whatever Caesar taxes you, whatever your tax rate is, just give it. Don't worry about it. Your father will provide your needs. That's the kingdom perspective. Do you see how it is different from our perspectives as Americans? And some of these at that time were racist taxes. Look into the Fiscus Judaicus, 
the Roman tax that only Jews had to pay. Amazingly, Yeshua didn't tell the people to rebel against it. He only sought to heal the hearts of those affected by it. I'm very sensitive to the sensitivities around this. I know feelings are very, very strong about the direction of America. Please remember, family, that presidents come and presidents go. Yeshua is king forever and ever. Remember that your, your identity as a citizen of the kingdom is greater than your identity as a patriotic American. Remember that God is neither Republican nor Democrat. He raises up leaders and brings them down for his good pleasure. Now, submitting to government doesn't just mean shutting up and sucking it up. In this country, we can exercise our right of free speech and vocalize when we disagree with the direction of the government. I encourage you to do that if you are so led. We should always speak up against injustice. We can speak up against speak up for biblical righteousness, speak up for biblical morality, and speak up for Israel's divine right to exist as a Jewish nation right where they are. We should never shy away from those truths. Israel has a right to be Jewish as much as China has a right to be Chinese. And this is coming from someone who, by his belief in Jesus, gave up his right to citizenship based on current laws. There are Messianic Jews today being deported from Israel because of their belief in Jesus. I can protest it. I don't agree with it. I support advocacy advocacy groups who are helping to change that. But I will submit to it. And I will not rebel against it. There is a spirit of rebellion hard at work today. And there's an angry, divisive, polarizing spirit, spirit that exists in today's political climate fed by biased news on both sides. I truly believe, family, that the enemy wants us to take up arms against the government and against each other. And I charge you all in the spirit of submission to be careful of that to not let political differences divide the body of Messiah. Please remember that not every American issue is a biblical issue. And this always spoke to me. 2,000 years ago, our people were asked an important question. Do you want Yeshua? Do you want Yeshua? Or do you want Barabbas? Do you want the political revolutionary? Or do you want the Prince of Peace? As the climate gets more challenging, I'm telling you, I hear the same question being asked of his body today. One of my favorite verses about how we're to view our country and our government is in the Old Testament in Jeremiah. Israel was exiled to literally the prototype foreign, pagan, evil, ungodly land. They were in Babylon. That is the prototype pagan, evil land. This is what Jeremiah said to our people. Thus says the Lord, and I love this verse. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives, become the fathers of sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands 
that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you in exile. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will have welfare. Jeremiah 29, 4 through 7. Submission in the congregation. Let me give a little, uh, another personal example. In my previous congregation in New Jersey, I was the worship director along with Susie. The worship team consisted of myself and Sue and other talented musicians. The drummer we had, who's a very still a good friend of ours, uh, who's now a rabbi in Seattle, uh, the drummer was really good at playing the congas and the bongos. He did really well with them. But he developed a hankering to play a drum kit like that. So he bought himself a small drum kit, started to bring it to service, and he didn't know what he was doing. And we encouraged him to learn, we encouraged him to take lessons, to practice, and we pleaded with him, go back to the congas until you're more proficient at that thing. And besides that, due to the acoustics of the room with the, with the wooden stage and the wooden floor, it was so echoey we couldn't hear a thing when he played those drums. His answer to me, the Holy Spirit is telling me to use the drum kit. So I have to use the drum kit no matter what you say. And this is a problem we all, we all deal with. We've all had it said to us. Your church authority tells you one thing, but you feel the Holy Spirit is telling you something else. And I ask you, if you obey the Holy Spirit in that case, over your authority, are you being submissive? Or are you being unsubmissive? 1 Corinthians 14, 32. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. I say this with humility. Believe me, I include myself in it. Spiritual gifts, whether you're prophesying or cleaning the toilets, must be submitted. I'm very sensitive to this. I know many have been hurt by church authorities. And as a church authority, I'm guilty. There are people that have been hurt by me. I'm far from a perfect congregational leader. Every congregational leader is imperfect. And why is this so hard? You know, it's one thing if you're at work and your boss tells you to do something or not to do something. It's hard, if it's hard to listen to that, how much more when you're in your congregation and you feel that your feeling is not just a feeling, but it's the spirit of God. And now you have to disobey how strongly you feel from the Lord. The answer is this. You do hear from the Spirit of God, but so does your leader. Equally, there's only one Spirit. We all just hear in part. You hear in part, your leader hears in part. The leader is the tiebreaker. When you say the Holy Spirit is telling me to do this and rebel against what the church leaders want, you're essentially saying that your leader is not hearing the Holy Spirit as well as you. And that's not true. The Spirit of God wants you to submit your gifts, which means being willing to put them down when your authority tells you to. And if you do, God will use you in mighty ways. There's one, uh, another kind of fun example and with Rabbi Peter, and he gave me permission to use this example. When he first discovered Messianic Judaism, he was attending Beit Tachia, where uh, Lou and Val also come from, and others. 
and uh, Rabbi Peter, he started to want to wear his tzitzit. These are the fringes. It says in the Torah to wear fringes. Now, the commandment in Torah says that the fringes have to have a blue thread. It does not say all the other fringes have to be white. It is silent on the color of all the other fringes, except the blue one. Now, in Judaism, for millennia, the other fringes have been white. It is tradition. It is not law. So Rabbi Peter read the verse, and he sought the Lord, and he felt the Holy Spirit tell him, I want to have my other fringes not be white, but be purple, because purple is royalty. And Rabbi Toby said, oh, dear. Please don't wear purple fringes here. Please only wear the traditional ones according to the custom, white, with your blue thread. And Rabbi Peter's gut reaction was resentment. How dare she get in the way of how I'm feeling led by the Holy Spirit. And then he said that he felt the Holy Spirit correct him and say to him, obey your rabbi. So he put away his purple threads, began to wear traditional tzitzit, and years later, he became the rabbi of Mishkan David, and all of a sudden, somebody comes to him and says, Rabbi, can I wear rainbow-colored tzitzit? <laughs> and he was reminded of the time that he wanted to wear purple tzitzit, and his rabbi said no, and he submitted to it. And he felt the Lord say, because you were submissive back then, I now give you the authority to answer this man however you want. And he said to this one man, of course you can wear rainbow-colored tzitzit. He was faithful to submit, so he was given more responsibility. Very often when we want to do something in the congregation, Rab Rabbi, pastor, may I say a word, may I speak in tongues, whatever it is, if the answer is no, our first reaction often is to leave. And we are all free to do so. But I believe in many cases, God is just looking to increase our humility, to work on our pride, and to develop the fruit of having a submissive spirit. As James says, let perseverance finish its work. Family, you will be blessed if you do so, and you will not give the enemy an opportunity. In conclusion, the greatest verse about congregational submission or any submission, Ephesians 5.21, submit yourselves to one another in the fear of the Lord. We lay down our lives for each other. Always consider somebody else greater than you. Don't fear correction, family. Don't take it personally. Be quick to listen. Be slow to respond. Don't respond with indignation when somebody brings you a word of correction. Let your spiritual digestion system take care of it. You know how we're with this, so here's the connection to the Torah portion. The Mishkan, the tabernacle in the wilderness, was based off of the pattern from heaven. We now are living, are the temple of the Lord. We are the Mishkan, which means that we are made from a spiritual pattern. We have a digestive system, which means we have also a heavenly spiritual digestive system. Which means, if somebody tells you something, don't be so quick to respond. Chew it. Swallow it. And let your digestive system either use it to provide you nourishment or poop it out. 
Let your spiritual digestive system, let it enter your bloodstream as nourishment or poop it out. You don't have to puke it up so quickly. Trust me, let your spiritual digestion system handle it. God will use what he needs to use, and he will dispose of what needs to be disposed of. If you want to see spiritual change, up your game in submission to authority, my family. If you want to see demons submitting to you, up your game in submitting to authority, my family. If you want to see God increasing your authority, up your game in submitting to authority, my family. Adonai, I pray these words spoken today fall on soft hearts, not on hard hearts. I pray that the word finds its way around hard, rocky, stubborn, defensive places and goes into good soil so the seed will take root and mature. I pray that the words of my mouth are acceptable to you. Anything not from you, I pray, just falls to the ground harmlessly. And help us all to manifest who you are and to grow more and more into the image of your son who submitted himself even unto death. Not that the experience of submission for Yeshua was fun or enjoyable, yet it says, for the joy set before him, he endured it. Help us to endure the discomfort of submission to authority, knowing that there's joy on the other side of it. Hallelujah. In Yeshua's name, amen.